0: You're listening to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast. Join me every week for new insights on what could be keeping you from living the life that you want and what you can do about it. And I'm your host, Tina Kalamanis. Hey, welcome back to Mental Housekeeping Podcast with me, your host and coach, Tina Kay. Great to have you here. Listen up. I'm curious to know how many of you feel you've been wrongly labeled with having a bad attitude, especially when you were just speaking up and holding your truth. We all know and can often spot a bad attitude. And how about a badass attitude? Both are different and only one is good to have. And at times, the lines between both can get pretty blurry. So can you tell when you yourself are in one or the other? See, for the longest time growing up, I was labeled as having a bad attitude. I'd speak up and call out BS whenever I saw it, and I can assure you that has not changed. There were times when my father would even tell me that he didn't like my attitude when I would talk back, which was often, and call him out on his BS. He'd sternly say to me, I don't like your attitude. And I'd immediately shoot back. That's not my problem. Apparently that was seen as being loaded with attitude, but it really wasn't. I was just holding my ground. It was just an example of me putting down a boundary towards him saying something that just didn't feel right in my gut. It was me and my way of saying no. No, I'm not taking this. I even remember back in high school that for half a semester, my high school tried to give me an attitude adjustment. Honestly, that's pretty standard because schools want you to fall in line and behave in a certain way. It was just that the way that they went about it was completely passive aggressive. And I don't do passive aggressive. Anyway, because I have a zero tolerance for bullshit, and maybe you do too. And before my mind can even register that something is off, my body has quite the visceral reaction. I can actually feel it all throughout the front of my body, around my stomach especially, near the, um, the solar plexus chakra, which is your power center apparently. This happens way before my brain can even register anything that's going on. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you also get that feeling inside? Yeah, I call that my gut center because my instincts are very, very sharp. And when I feel that sensation kick in, then I immediately speak up completely unfiltered and without apology. So I got labeled as being mouthy. For me, I was just being honest. Any of you been negatively labeled for being honest? I'd agree, though, that mouthy would be considered having a bad attitude when you're just mouthing off and disrespecting another person, for example, when you're putting someone else down in any way, then yeah, that would be having a bad attitude. Actually, you'd be all the way in asshole territory at that point. What I'm talking about is being honest and speaking truthfully, speaking from your core values without attacking anyone. Which would be a badass attitude? I was always speaking my mind from a young age and having my attitude always questioned. One of the things that I constantly spoke up and against was old school style sexism. All of it's bad. And yeah, that was the BS that I would call my father out on. And actually, I would also call my mother out on on that as well. Because my home life was rooted in it along with physical and emotional abuse. It's what you get when you have old school style parenting from parents who were born back in the early 1930s, back in Greece. And I really mean it when I say old school. Here's just an example of what I'm talking about. I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest of three. And every morning I had to make their beds, pick up their dirty clothes from the floor and put them in the hamper. Then I had to serve them their food and pick up their plate when they were finished eating and wash it. This subservient rule went against every fiber of my being and did slip me into a bad attitude because there was a lot of anger and resentment associated with the family dynamics I was in. When I would refused to cooperate, it either got physical or verbal or both. So those negative emotions I was feeling were the slippery slope that moved me from badass attitude when I was honest to a bad one. I was being honest when speaking up, yeah, but had way too much negative emotion attached to it. Outside of the home was completely different. I was much more quiet and kept to myself. And if there was something to stand up for, I would choose my battles very carefully Not at home because everything was pretty much a battle. Speaking of subservient roles, school is another institution where the role of a student is to listen to your teachers, obey authority, don't question anything. I specifically remember our teachers actually teaching us to not rock the boat because you don't want to cause any trouble. My gut would flare up every time I heard that said. And it still does. Basically, you were to just be quiet, compliant, follow the rules without any question. You can guess that that was the role that my parents expected of me, and that didn't go over so well at home. So you can guess what happened at school. When I look back at all of this through my hypnotherapist lens, Those were all hypnotic suggestions for a certain behavior, but my gut already knew that these suggestions of blind compliance weren't coinciding with my deep values of integrity and freedom. By the way, your deep internal values are the things that drive your behavior in all aspects of your life, and those are stored and triggered from your unconscious mind. So if I was speaking up at home against that subservient rule, It would be only natural of me to speak up at school, too. For the most part, I was quiet. I really was. And I didn't cause any trouble. I already had enough of that to deal with at home. And I never disrupted the class for the sake of being cool or getting attention. As a kid with a poor self-esteem, attention was the very last thing that I ever wanted. By the way, being disruptive for attention is a bad attitude. There was this one time though that I did get plenty of attention at school because I refused to take this French test. I found out just that morning that we had a test and the school had a policy that you get an extra day to take a test if you were out sick two days or more before the day of the test. I thought that was a fair policy as it would give you some time to catch up. So my first class that day was French class and the teacher started passing out the test. I had decided that I was going to hold the school responsible for their policy because it was only fair. The teacher ignored me as he gave me the test. I protested by stating the school's policy that I get an extra day to take this test because I was sick and needed time to catch up. He ignored me and I protested again. And again, he ignored me. Honestly, I didn't want to make a scene or disrupt the class. I really didn't. I just wanted to be heard. So when he ignored me the second time, I just got pissed and gathered my books, got up, and walked out of class. That was one of the most dramatic moves I've ever made in class. Sure, I've spoken up before questioning the logic of some of these teachers. But nothing so dramatic as actually physically walking out. So after I did walk out, I went straight down to the vice principal and told him what had happened and that I should get an extra day because that's the school's policy. He set up a meeting between all three of us, himself, myself, and the French teacher later that afternoon. The VP and the French teacher both said in the meeting that they thought that I had the grades in the class to be able to handle this test. Sure, yeah, I had good grades, Uh, I get it, because I already spoke two languages and a third one came easily to me, especially since I actually like the French language. But seriously, that wasn't the point. The point was, if I had to blindly follow the school's rules, then so did the actual school. I firmly stood my ground because this was on principle. And not some ego trip to cause trouble or get attention, whatever. Actually, this was my deep value of integrity speaking up here. And for me, double standards, like I have to abide by the rules and not the school, that doesn't align with my definition of integrity. And I was already dealing with a lot of double standards at home. So our feelings could be misinterpreted as having a bad attitude The tone of our words, especially when we're speaking up, telling our truth in a way to keep ourselves safe, could be misinterpreted as coming from a bad attitude. Our actions of storming out or refusing to follow blindly or change for someone else's comfort could be seen as having a bad attitude. Let me put it as simply as possible. A badass attitude aligns with your core values. Any a bad attitude is all ego. Sadly, the school didn't see it that way at all because attitude is attitude. And I was already thought of as a non-compliant and combative person because I stood my ground and got to take the test the next day. I had moved on from this walk-out-of-class incident. It was all sorted. There was nothing to think about anymore. But the school didn't forget especially since my attitude was even more in question. But I'm confrontational, so going the direct route with me would possibly spark more attitude, and that's what they wanted to avoid. And they wanted me more compliant, so why not try to be more subtle to get me to shift my attitude? So the school tried subtle and ended up acting super passive-aggressive. And acting passive-aggressive is a bad attitude. So when I was in grade 11, I was back on the radar of the school's officials. My friend and I, at the time, decided to get into some kind of competition with this one Creative English class, and that bled into all of our other classes, even the ones that we didn't have together. So in the end, our grades shot way up, and we both made the honor roll. And the competition further bled to the honor roll rankings. None of this was the original intention of the competition, so I never even noticed that I made the honor roll until she pointed it out to me. So this one morning, the announcements came on. It was the start of a new month, and with the start of the new month came all the student of the month nominations. So here's the non-compliant, combative, bad attitude girl who's up for the most goody goody award the school can offer you. All of that resulted from the competition with my friends sparking my nomination for Student of the Month for the first time ever during the second half of this one semester. And I grew up in a small town, so basically I knew most people I went to high school with because we all grew up together and went to school together from a very young age, and I knew their reputations and their attitudes were always quite compliant. So a few more months went by and the competition with my friend was still going strong and so were my grades. I won't lie, I had the edge on this competition with that student of the month nomination. Anyway, month after month I would hear my name nominated and each time the same girls would win over and over again, multiple times each. And I started to get really frustrated, not because I wanted it, because honestly I didn't care. I was just confused as to why I was even getting nominated to begin with. It just didn't make any sense to me. I wasn't like those other girls and I never changed how I spoke up. The only thing that did change were my grades because I took classes that I enjoyed and further motivated myself through a competition with a friend. What really differentiated me from the other nominees was that I was angry 95% of the time. I didn't really realize how much of it was seeping out of me because I was just too busy trying to like hold my emotions in and hold them all down. It was all the stuff that I was dealing with at home that I wasn't processing and I was just holding inside. An angry student who speaks her mind is hardly a poster child for student of the month i think you would agree but here's the kicker no school official ever asked me what was going on uh, why i was so angry uh, what was if there was anything wrong at home maybe that could have been their tactic to see if they can shift my attitude just saying so that half of the semester was ending with one more month left to go It didn't matter. I just got fed up with all of it and went down to visit my old friend, the vice principal. He saw me and immediately congratulated me on my nominations for student of the month. And I immediately shot back to the VP, why? When you're not going to give it to me anyway. Just like that. I didn't lose confidence each time I lost because I didn't have any confidence to begin with. You know, for a girl with a horrible self-esteem due to an abusive family, this wasn't something that was making me feel proud or accomplished. It reminded me of how much I was being overlooked, that something was wrong with me at home and now at school. So the VP took a bit of time to respond, choosing his words carefully. Then he said, Well, your attitude... Either he trailed off or I completely stopped listening. Most likely, I stopped listening. So, let me get this straight. They thought they could entice me to change my attitude with the Student of the Month award. That I had to act like the other girls. For the VP to bring up my attitude and my attitude didn't change nor was going to change, then it really doesn't take a genius to figure out that I was never going to get that award. Honestly, It's quite laughable that the school was using such mind games to get me to change. By not choosing to be direct with me and just talk to me and instead choosing to be passive aggressive, if that's their way to get me to respect them and to be compliant to their authority, nope, it wasn't going to work at all and it didn't at all. Just talking to someone directly and being honest with them is a badass attitude. So the nominations were just rubbing my value of integrity the wrong way. And I just was not going to be playing this game. To me, it was completely dishonest. So I ended up showing some attitude towards the VP. Okay, nothing new. And demanded they stop nominating me. Again, my actions were based on principle, not ego, just like when I walked out of class before that French test. My nomination was just dishonest and I wanted nothing to do with it. I put my boundary down and said no more to this. I guess it was my emotional state that got me mislabeled with a bad attitude. The anger I was carrying around from all of the shit that I was dealing with from home It wasn't healthy, and I'm the first to admit that for sure. And it was most likely blurring the lines between a badass attitude and a bad one. Even if I wasn't hurting anyone and just standing up for what I believed in, like I said earlier, it was my slippery slope, and maybe it's yours too. Looking back, my message could have been received way more clearly with a more neutral or positive emotional state, That's why it's so important to deal with your emotions and not let any negative emotions feed your attitude or your behavior. Are any of your emotions clouding your badass attitude? That last month came in that semester and the announcements for Student of the Month came on again. I was so over it at this point and I just wanted to focus on my academic competition, which was still going strong, by the way. Then I felt so relieved to hear that my name was not part of the nominations. Earlier, I said that there's a huge difference between having a bad attitude, which I agree needs an adjustment, and a badass attitude. It doesn't take much to be a badass. Just knowing your core values like integrity, honesty, compassion, courage, self-respect, whatever, whatever they are to you will get you operating from a badass attitude as long as you keep your emotions in check. Because when you're reacting from any negative emotional state, you are either blurring the lines of badass and slipping into a bad attitude, or you're fully operating from a bad attitude. Anything rooted in blame, aggression, wanting to fight someone to win, that dog-eat-dog mentality which are all very win-lose situations. They're all on the bad attitude side. What you want to focus on is creating those badass win-win situations. So to help you keep on track, I've created a downloadable cheat sheet for you with more ways to differentiate a badass and a bad attitude. To download, just head over to mentalhousekeepingpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. You are much appreciated. Share your own badass ways in the comments. I'd love to hear from you. If you like this episode, share it amongst friends, subscribe to the podcast. That would be very, very helpful. And in the meantime, stay awesome because you are awesome, you badass.